with that sound, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's time for another episode of Letting It Flow with your hosts, Mike. And you got your boy, Edward. Meow, 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 meow. So, for those of you listening, you might notice a slight change. We are now letting it flow versus let it flow because there seems to be a lot of let it flows out there, no? Yeah, dude, there's, I feel like maybe one too many. Like, if you search us up on Spotify, you got to thumb through that shit, man. You got to go through, like, hundreds of let it, let it flows. Before you find us. Yeah. yeah, but now that we switched to letting it flow, we should be the first one to pop up. You know, making it a little bit more accessible and easier. Um... And we do have a little update. We are now on, um, we are now on, apart from Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on uh, Amazon Music, we're on iHeartRadio, we are now on um, a small little app called Pocket Casts. Um, so now you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. We're out there, man. We're out there. Yeah, slowly but surely. And we have new cover art. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got the... We got the um, Mexican restaurant the, theme. The Mexican restaurant and the two uh, the two swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> the two guys who you know came together on the in the back of a FedEx truck. It's like I look I look right in that picture though. I'm looking good. I don't know I don't understand why I'm the I'm the tubby guy with the colorful poncho though. Mm-hmm. Like like it looks like I'm about to bust out a mariachi. <laughs> you got some maracas under there, concealed carry. I swear, it's just crazy. But um, so guys, we were actually just talking about because um, you know, for for the listeners out there, Mike is a Illinois native. He was born and raised here. You know, doesn't know anything else besides fucking cornfields and um, WalMarts. <laughs> We love our Walmart. Yeah. Oh, I'm originally from Oregon. You know, I'm born and raised. Um, I was born in Portland, raised in Hillsboro. And we were just talking about like uh, the taxing of like the weed and stuff here. It's like so taxed. Like, you know, if you want to go buy a joint, you know, you're paying fifteen dollars plus another like ten dollar charge for taxes and stuff. Oh, the taxes what gets you, man. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, real quick, man. I went to the. Um, I would go like to the to the dispensaries over there, and here the dispensaries are kind of boring. Like Hatch, Sunnyside, you know, like uh, what's another one? Zenleaf, like eh, it's kind of standard. Rise. Yeah, yeah, like over there we got um electric lettuce. You electric know. lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you already sold me, man. Yeah, That's we got cool as shit. Electric lettuce. You know, there's nectar. Do they? Does- Electric lettuce have like a neon sign outside. It does, and it's colorful. Oh, that's awesome! That's exactly what I would expect too. Yeah, it's a colorful sign, and as soon as you walk in, it's like colorful walls. It's dope, dude. But um, you know, you would get like a pack of five joints for like ten bucks, and they're grand joints, so it's like five grams for ten dollars. That's ridiculous. It's so it's almost like that's almost too good to be true. Yeah, it's it really is. But we were also just talking about like uh, because here the laws are so strict mm-hmm. like um man you really can't be caught with anything like if you have yeah, you can you can have up to two ounces i believe but that's not a whole lot ounces i don't think so bro i think yeah. the most you can have like is like a maybe like a like an eighth or something no no it's definitely more than that let's google this real quick so. yeah yeah you gotta search it up i'm almost positive because i was actually thinking about going down to wisconsin or Michigan, rather, for 420. We, we should, bro. We definitely have to. We talked about this last year, and we didn't go. I know, but I was doing research. 
uh, about like what you can carry through state lines and stuff. Let's look it up real quick. Yeah, but um, how many ounces you, can you have in Illinois weed? While you do that, we were um, we were just talking about like um, well, like pretty much how everything is so strict nowadays, and you know stuff like that. And being an Oregon native, I was um, I was around when Oregon passed the. Uh, you know the uh the law it was um i think it was like rule 110 or something like that yeah where they decriminalize drugs everything google says you can have about an ounce oh about an ounce about an ounce it's like but that's not much yeah i mean i'm getting a couple different answers one saying 30 one saying 15 but that's bullshit i'm, I'm leaning more towards 30 yeah but um in oregon they decriminalize everything so you can have fuck you can have weed cocaine and it amounts, you fentanyl. know, not yeah, fentanyl, meth, everything, bro. It's crazy. So you say an amount. So, like for personal use, like if they were, if you were to get pulled over, let's say, is it, it? Do you know if it's like for vehicles too, or just on your person, like walking down the street? I think it's on your person. I feel like once you get in your car, that's a different thing, because then you start leading towards like DUIs, DWIs, stuff like that. Okay. But on your person, I think it's fair game. I think you can have as like. <sighs> I think it's unless it's like I can't like don't easy to tell if you're like you have it, like in Illinois there's a certain amount of weed you can have it, like even before you know it was the law was passed where you can use it recreationally yeah you know when you got stopped or you know if you were searched the police officers are able to determine by a certain amount whether it's for personal use or, or distribute or, or distribution yeah. yeah yeah over there bro you can have as long as it's yeah I think it's like same kind of deal like if it's under a certain amount and it looks like it's for personal use you can have you can do sh you can be shooting up meth in the middle of downtown portland and nobody can say or do nothing dude if you have like a used crack pipe with trace amounts of crack cocaine in it like not even like fresh packed ready to go if you have trace amounts of cocaine in a crack pipe you're going to jail no yeah dude it's crazy over there like over there it's People are literally calling Portland um, the land of the living dead. I've seen that. I've seen that. Because it's literally like zombies walking around. And that's very recent, too. Dude, they decriminalized it in 2020. It's only been three years. And what was their hope behind that? I mean, because you were a resident there. Was their hope kind of just like, if we let people do it, they'll burn themselves out? Or what? They were just trying to get rid of... Um, like the the distribution side of it, like it there like was a lot of people, full? kind of yeah. So not only were jails full of distributors, but there was just people. Like I'm telling you, Portland is just a crazy place of just crack, meth, everything you can think of. You know everything plus. So jails are full of people fucking. You know. Just full of crackheads, full of um, distributors, everything. So their goal was kind of just kind of flush it out. Yeah, they're overpopulated. Yeah. But now it's turned from they're all in jail to they're all on the fucking sidewalk. You know, like there's um, there's a clip that I saw on Instagram of a lady that was cracked out of her mind um, in Portland. And all over Portland, I don't know about Chicago, but all over Portland, there are public fountains, mm -hmm. like water fountains, that you can just like drink out of. Yeah, they have those here, too. Yeah. Nobody uses them. So now, well, for obvious reasons. But 
crackheads will sh- get butt ass naked and shower in them. I was gonna say like, well, obvious reasons. I mean, if you're living here, I mean, really, really, if you're living anywhere but Portland, it's not so obvious. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. But so it's people like people are showering in water. People are showering in water fountains. There's cracked out ladies rubbing their fucking, you know rubbing themselves on the on the spout of the water fountain it's terrible man oh my god yeah and then oh man don't even get me started when people started raiding because um i went to oregon fairly recent fairly recently right yeah you went down yeah all of almost half of portland was boarded up really and portland's big are we talking like residential or commercial or both no it was commercial shit yeah like i'm talking like like here, when I say Target, you think of like a like a standalone store. Right. Over there, Target is like a it's like a thinner, double decker kind of store. Really. Yeah. So instead of one one level long fucking building, mm-hmm. it's a thinner building and it's double decker. So it's condensed. Yeah. That is closed down because people kept going in and raiding. You know, like, local mom-and-pop shops had to close down because people kept going in, stealing stuff, you know. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it was horrible, man. Terrible time for Portland. And, um, it just didn't help that there was just methed-out people walking around the streets, you know, at any point going into a store, stealing, and what what is what do they have to lose? That's right. I mean, other than petty theft charges, but I, I think if you're cracked out on meth, that's the least of your concern. Yeah, dude, if you're cracked out on meth, that's literally it, bro. You got a lighter on you? Uh, I got some matches. Actually, I do have a lighter. Here you go. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what Oregon's plan was. I feel like that's something that we should probably research in depth, but I think that what they tried to do, I feel like kind of backfired in the sense that now, dude, it's like Oregon has a homeless highway. Yeah, it's been called. You said like the city of the dead. Yeah, homeless highway. Like, like it's horrible, man. They got a whole PR, man. Like they got a whole they got a whole highway designated for squatters. And then weren't they saying like I saw on the news like a few weeks ago that in an attempt to kind of clean all that up, rather than putting certain implications in place where it's like you know we're going to rehome these people and you know like open more shelters or something. They straight up just sent cops to tear everything down, like throwing tents in the garbage and shit. Yeah, they're just trying to personal possessions. They're trying to push them out. Yeah, but then it's not. You're not pushing them. You're relocating them to worse residential areas. And if not that, you're making it somebody else's problem. Like I had a, I have a friend. Um, I had a friend who lived in um, on like a campus. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot what it was. I think it was like, um. Portland University or something like that, but right in front of the garage where people where the students would drive in and out from was like a little homeless city, like right in front of it. Really? Bunch of tents, you know. They were they like have their little bonfires and everything. Like they had their fucking grocery carts all over the place. It was crazy, bro. Because it's like at any point, if someone isn't careful to watch the door close, somebody will sneak in. Someone will run in there. And then what? What are you going to do once one or two people get in there and settle in? Jesus. It's not something that we really think about over here. Because, I mean, we, there is a homeless problem in Chicago, but, I mean, even in Chicago, it's controlled. You know? Yeah, because it's just Chicago. Like, over there, it gets to the point where it's, like, it's it's starting to migrate. Because there's so many... Because, like, 
you can only have so many homeless in a city. Right. So now they're getting pushed into like the suburbs. They're getting pushed into like rural areas, and it's it's terrible, man. Like, I just and yeah, like you said, like instead of investing in like homeless shelters and stuff like that, they're just building around it. And how how much money was wasted in efforts to push the population away from the heart of the city? Oh, make it somebody else's problem. Ridiculous. All that money could have just spent to you know build infrastructure. I mean, how many places are already abandoned? Like they threw away a whole highway to give it to homeless people because they were like, I can't deal with it, and they just built another one. That's insanity. Like, like who's in charge? Oh <laughs> That's man, such a bad idea. It's and then terrible. on top of that, you're gonna say it's okay to do drugs whenever the hell you want. Yeah. What? Come on now. Yeah, it's terrible, man. Portland used to be like their slogan is "Keep Portland Weird." No, I think that's Austin. No, it's Portland. Portland, oh. yeah, Portland is definitely keep Portland weird. So one of you two stole it. I don't know. It's been <laughs> it's it's been that slogan for super long though. So I bet you as long as that. I remember. But um, dude, how weird do you want that fucking place? I mean, I feel like there's a line between weird and concerning, and Portland's kind of leaning towards concerning. A hundred percent, because Portland used to like the whole keep Portland weird thing was supposed to be inclusive, like. You know, people of different, like, um, ethnicities, people of different uh, sexual orientations, you know, the people's appearance. Yeah, like, you know, back in the day, people who had fucking face piercings and face tattoos were like, oh, like, get away. Portland was kind of the place to, like, embrace that. Like, okay. you know, it's like, oh, he looks like that. That's cool. That's what you come here for. Yeah, like, that's cool. Like, I had, oh, you don't see guys like him fucking, you know, in Washington. Yeah, you don't you don't see them standing outside the White House. No, sure. no, you know, but it's like it's gotten to the point, like I said, where it's like now it's not even that people go to Portland, they don't see those guys, they see homeless people, butt ass naked running around. You want to hear something kind of funny? I saw an advertisement on YouTube when I was just scrolling. Yeah. And it was of you know how like different states will do like visit Florida and they'll, they'll show all their attractions and everything. Yeah, yeah. I saw Oregon one, dude. Oh no! <laughs> it's like you know, and they had some pretty good shots in there. I couldn't tell you exactly which landmarks they presented, but you know, of course, they're not going to include any of the negatives going on. But it's like. Anybody that's been watching the news and sees no, that advertisement, it's like, are you serious? Yeah, Portland's or Oregon itself is beautiful, bro. Like, oh no, absolutely. But like it's, just... it's it's like when I went there, you know, I I would go hiking at Monoma Falls, you know, fucking, I would go to Seaside. Um, oh man, I forgot about um, Eagles Peak. You know, beautiful like scenic hikes. You know, it's so green. But it's all getting rounded out with all the negative, t- negative. Yeah, really. yeah. It's like you don't you bring up Oregon now, and they're like, "Oh, is that where people are doing meth in the streets?" Yeah, dude. Like, not even like in a disrespectful way or anything, but when you say Oregon, Portland, Oregon, the first thing you think is meth. Yeah, it's like people doing crack. Yeah, because and people are so public about it too. Like, there's it's been guys cool. who have gone gone down there on the homeless highway just to kind of like interview some of these people. Yeah, there's no shame whatsoever. It's like, yeah, I'm a crackhead, and you know, I'll you know, I'll suck your dick for yeah <laughs> for a, for a gram. Not even, dude. <laughs> it's, it's terrible for a hit out of the pipe. Like I've seen people say that on the air with no shame whatsoever about it. It's like, yeah, this is our life. You know, this is what you come here for. The whole thing for me is like. Like I'm saying, all the all the beauty that Oregon has to offer, you know, Crater Lake, for example. Crater Lake is, like, damn near a, a world wonder. Like, it's so beautiful. 
It's huge. Like it's so nice. Yeah, it's literally my license plate. But it's like then you see videos of people openly talking about, yeah, I'm homeless and I don't want to do anything about it. Like I'd rather stay homeless and do crack all day. There's almost a sense of pride to it. I feel. Yeah, and it's for just, some, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for some, like the ones, because you know, people who make these videos, they're not doing it, or really, I should say, most aren't doing it to get like a real perspective of what's going on. They want to give you like the most outrageous people. Yeah, it's know? clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Like it's more like. But some of these guys, you know, they're not acting. Oh no, no, no! A hundred percent of the people who they're interviewing, they're for real. Mm-hmm. It's just that the people who are interviewing are picking and choosing who to ask. Right, like they're not going to show someone like, who wants to better their lives and are somebody like, in talking a tough to, spot. It's like yeah. I don't even use drugs. I'm just I have nowhere else to go, and this is the one place that the cops are going to kick me out of. At yeah, least not yet. Yeah, you know? it, they don't want to show the real struggle of people. They want to show you the crazies who are like, yeah, I fucking love crack. You yeah, know? <laughs> this like, is the best place to do crack. Like, and on top of all of that, bro, here. You know, a studio apartment is running you up seven fifty, eight fifty, right? Oh, more than that, dude. Here in in Illinois, that's like the cheapest you could possibly get for a good studio apartment. You're paying no more than a thousand dollars. I'd say a thousand is about average for like a decent one. Not not even saying like luxurious, like in Chicago, like in yeah. the suburbs. If you want a, a a studio, you can be proud of. You're expecting to pay at least a thousand dollars in the city, though. In the city, forget about it. You're you're paying less. Not for a good one. Well, in the city in general, right? Okay. In Oregon, well, you would pay for uh, a one bedroom, one bath here. You're paying for a studio over there. Really? Dude, it's the cost of living is ridiculous, bro. You want to get, you're you're paying fifteen hundred for a one bedroom. Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. And the wages are about the same as here. You know what I'm saying, like. You're working at a grocery store. You're getting like fourteen and fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. bro. You, we both know we we fucking we know what it is to pay bills. It's not enough to make a living on. F- Dude, we get paid around eighteen dollars. You get paid more, and we are still fucking breaking even. Yeah, I mean both. You know, my the love of my life. You know, we both work. Yeah, we, we both work full time jobs, work our asses off, and we're living in a one. Uh, I'm sorry, two bedroom, one bath. Uh, it's kind of like a townhouse, but more of an apartment. It's weird. It's like a duplex, but still, I mean, paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's terrible, bro. And, and just having a baby too. Oh my god, times are so ridiculously rough. It's yeah. not even paycheck to paycheck anymore. It's like okay, like which bank can I borrow money from to fucking pay groceries? Just yeah, exactly to make yeah. it work. And then yeah. when you explain your like you try to apply for the you know snap benefits or link it's like you know we're in this tough spot they don't care what position you're in it's like on paper you make this much money yeah it's like make it work yeah exactly yeah it's ridiculous man but um pivoting a little bit you brought up your you brought up your your how you have a son now yeah how are you are you like excited for him to like obviously you have a, a wild my daughters are to the point where they're getting ready to go into school. My daughters probably should have been already in school. We just she we even rolled her late. But um, are you excited for getting them in school? I'm terrified, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, the way that the world is now and everything that's going on with schools, you know, it's just a different world from when we were growing up. I mean, certain things are okay now. Like I can give you an example. Um, my granddad. 
worked at my high school. Like the the last my senior year, he started working there as a security guard, and then he stopped. He finally retired for good. I want to say like two years ago, and he would just tell me the wildest stories. Like you know, especially after COVID hit and things were kind of confusing about getting kids back. Things are still messed up, man. He was saying there's absolutely no discipline whatsoever anymore. Like when I used to cut a class to go smoke a cigarette, yeah. you know, I'd come back and I'd get a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're coming in for Saturday detention, your ass better be here or we're going to suspend you. Now kids are just walking out of class and there's nothing they can do about it. And, you know, his his take on it is more like... What year was this that you would, go out, that you would leave school and get Saturday? 2018. 2017. So you were in high school? Yeah. I don't know, bro. It's just different. Because, like, for... It's almost like, when you talk, bro, you seem like you're old. Like, you're I an old-ass old. man. <laughs> and we, old. we only have, like, a couple years apart from us. Yeah. But my experience was so much different. Like, you're talking about, like, Saturday detention and shit. Like, for us, nobody wanted to fucking come in on a Saturday. We'd just get in-school suspension. So we would have to stay after on a friday and be at school for an extra hour or something well for our school suspension was like like if we didn't show up on a saturday then they'd say okay you're getting in school but it was like that whole time you're sitting in a room like detention it's just the whole school day and then on top of that you're staying longer than everybody else so it's like almost, it was like prison dude and if you don't show up to that or you misbehave there yeah then you're getting suspended suspended did, and you, have, did you have security in your middle school Middle school, not to my knowledge, but high school, we had not, like a cop there at all times. Yeah, because we had we had um we had someone also on um we had a security for our high school, but we also had like a like a regular like temp to hire type of security at our middle school. His name was Gary. Shout out Gary. He was cool, bro. But like he would try to catch us leaving, and they can't. They obviously can't physically throw any like do anything, you know. So they would kind of just like block the door so you couldn't leave. They'd be like, nah, like you can't leave. And if you leave, we're going to call your parents and shit like that. And like at that point, it's like. That would scare most kids. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm cool off that. But in high school, for me personally, bro, like I've always had the, the fucking school call my parents. And it got to the point where it's like my dad was like, I'm going to block your school. I'm like, you won't. I'm like, I'm like, do it. So he blocked my fucking school. And my mom would just never pick up. What do you mean block your school? Like block the number? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't have I didn't have great parents. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, Ms. bro, that does not seem like great parents. No, 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 I don't have great parents. But my dad was just like, whatever, you know. So I was like, when they would be like, oh, I'm going to call your dad, or I'm going to call your mom, or I'm going to call your parents. I was like, go ahead. Like, they won't answer. Bye. But they don't do that anymore. Like, they won't call parents. They'll just let kids do whatever they want, it seems. And I, I don't want to be, like, too rash and saying, like, oh, like, they're borderline letting kids shoot up the school or whatever. But well, we have we have a friend who can kind of give their own... Yeah, actually, we do. Yeah, who can give her own input on how it is strict-wise today. Do you think she'd answer? Um, oh, man, I don't know. Hit her up. See what's up. All right. Well, her name's Jenny, and she... But she's around our same age. She works in the school system. I'm not going to say which one for obvious reasons, but let's give her a call and see if she picks up. Westview High School show up. <laughs> <laughs> they all show up to my old school. It's in Tennessee. Just had it, like, flush with mine. Like that? Yeah. Or probably, like, right here, right? Yeah, yeah. Hello? 
Hey, what's up, Jenny? It's Mike. Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, you're live right now on our podcast, Letting It Flow. Is this a good time? Yes. Thank you for having me over. Absolutely. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Ed. How are you? Oh, same shit, different day. You know how it goes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so we were just talking about uh, like the differences between discipline in schools then versus now. Um, <laughs> because when I was going to school, we were talking about like detentions and stuff like that. When I was going to school, if you acted up in class, they give you a detention, right? You don't show up for detention that same day, you get a Saturday. You don't show up for Saturday, you get in school. If something goes wrong with your in-school suspension, you're done. They, get, they hit you with the, you're out for three days and you're going to tell your parents why you're such a fuck up, you know? <laughs> um, but recently, it seems, because uh, my grandpa was actually working in the school system as well up until like two years ago when he finally retired. And he was saying after the pandemic and everything and after all that confusion had subsided and kids were finally going back to school, yeah. it was almost like a, it was almost like a lawless town, you know, yeah. like kids were leaving class without any sort of repercussion kids were acting up just roaming the halls and there, there seemed to be no no sense of discipline and he told me that if it weren't for all the problems going on he probably would have worked another year um so my question to you is with your involvement in the school system have you noticed any sort of decline on disciplinary actions since you were in oh well, well hey hold on hold on real quick I just want to get a little bit of, like, your backstory, because cause, uh, Mike and I both kind of explained how it was for us going to school, and I told him that, like, for me, it was a little bit more lenient growing up in Oregon. It was like, um, it was, we didn't have, like, Saturday detentions or anything. Like, if we fucked up a couple times or maybe three times max, we would get in-school suspension. If we got in-school suspension three times, we would get expelled. Like, that was it. Oh, no out-of-school suspension? No, what is that? Or they suspend you for a couple of days and then say, come back, you got another chance, and if that doesn't work out, they expect Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was three times, then you would get, like, um, ex like suspended for, like, I think it was a few days. Mm -hmm. And then you would go back, and you fuck up one more time, and you get expelled. But here, it was like, they give you these Saturdays and stuff. So I kind of want to just know, like, did you have anything kind of similar to, like, Mike? Or how was it for you, like, as far as, like, leniency and strictness when you were in school? Well, I think it was more similar to Mike's because we definitely had the in-school suspension, like out-of-school suspension and, I guess, expulsion, but that was for more serious things. And, like, I won't even lie, I don't, at the time, like, as a student, I, I, I'm not very aware of the the disciplinary, like, um, process that they do Aww. because I never got in trouble. Yeah, you're, uh, you're a good kid. Um, from my understanding... Um, <laughs> There is, it was like pretty similar to Mike's like you got a detention if you don't go you get like another one I think if you don't go that third one is like a Saturday if you don't go to that one then I think it goes to in school it's kind of like um down the chain ish right but it was definitely like um you got like one or two tries and if you didn't do it then you moved on to like the next more like serious consequence if that makes sense yeah that whole saturday thing blows me like that no, shit like oh yeah that was like you were there from like i don't even know seven eight in the morning to like oh i could tell you johnny i was like, a bad hours, yeah, you, you probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was like uh between five and six hours like it, it was damn near a whole day mm -hmm. yikes that's and, tough yeah you're not even doing anything i mean if you had if you had like a really cool detention monitor 
they let you, you know, occasionally, you know, hang. If you had tablets in school, you know, like when I was finishing up high school, we had iPads. Yeah, because they give, they're given to you. Yeah, so you'd, like if they were cool, they'd let you just hang out. But if it was a more strict one, it's like you're doing nothing but homework, and if you don't want to do that, you're staring at a wall. It's cool that they give you guys iPads, bro. For us, they gave us like Chromebooks. Yeah, I've heard that a lot too. Yeah, we got Chromebooks growing up. Like in like I remember they implemented that like maybe seventh grade. For, like when I was growing up, and then through high school they would give us like Chromebooks. We've never gotten iPads though. That's fire. And they, I, and you get to keep your iPads after you graduate. Was what I heard. Well, you had to pay for them like initially. You oh, did you? You just get to keep what you paid for. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I didn't know that. At, le- at least when I was going to school. But what I'm really interested though is since you're still involved with the school system, um, you know, I'm sure you run into your fair share of bad kids I, I shouldn't necessarily say bad but trouble no, yeah bad kids for sure you know <laughs> is the punishment about the same or what would you say mm, i think it's gotten more lenient from my from what i know they get more detentions i don't really hear about saturdays anymore um even i don't i rarely hear about the suspensions and i think that's like only like people who get suspended are like people who did like actual like like bad things and not just because like you didn't serve like 10 detentions like they won't give you suspension for that i'm pretty sure without getting too specific because you know we, we wouldn't want to name names or anything but what what would constitute a detention nowadays mm, i mean we you still have the like the if you like the same i guess like reasons you would get a detention for but i feel like they're um Something that I see more common is like just like being tardy, like a lot of tardies. Tardies like lead to like I think if you have like three tardies, it leads to a detention. Oh, okay. Yeah, but to get expelled, you gotta like hot box the bathroom or something, huh? <laughs> I don't, not even that. Like, I think you have to be, like threaten the school like with a shooting or something. Oh, oh my god! Damn. See, okay, so yeah. they they just stop. They just stop caring. Cause I remember back in the day we would uh we would. We were some bad kids for sure. We would like sneak in little joints and stuff like into the bathroom and like light it halfway, take a couple hits and then like, leave and be like paranoid all day and like, bro, what if we smell and they link it? Yeah. Like now, I guess like you can do that and they'll just be like, bro, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, I think, talk to them, but I think it's more like a, like a, not even a slap in the wrist, but it's not the, the the punishment isn't as serious anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. You gotta like, you gotta like, verbally put someone's safety at risk to really be considered like, okay, maybe he shouldn't be in this school. No, definitely. Like, it needs to be like something like dangerous, not just like oh, because he was insubordinate or something. That's crazy to think about because. Like, when I was going, I actually, I'll tell a, a quick story right now. I've, I've been expelled from a school before. I've been expelled from, like, three, bro. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not <laughs> It's not a flex, bro. It was tev- I was definitely troubled. But, yeah. Do have, like, do you have the same understanding for students as you did when you were going to school? Or do you see them now as, like, it, it's kind of a hard, it's a weird question to word. Like, if I see myself as part of them or if I see myself as separate from them? Right, 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 right. Um, I definitely both like i think the part that sets me apart from them is like now that i'm an adult and i see and i hear them like making bad choices i'm like why are you doing that you know and like they don't understand yet like what they're doing if they they just don't know enough 
But I'm like, I like I already went through this, and like, um, you know, I don't want you to do that. But then at the same time, like, because I am closer in age to them, and like, I wasn't, you know, I was in high school like not even that long ago. I I still remember like vividly going through this, like all the things that I went through as a student. So I can really, I can empathize with them a lot more easier than like other like um, older teachers can. That's really cool because you have a sense of understanding that must be like you said through time forgotten or mm-hmm. misshapen in the years of going through it yeah it's very interesting because then like there's like older staff members they're like oh like we should do this and this and this i'm like oh well like like it's just not gonna it's not gonna hit the target audience like they like they would want it to be because i'm like i know that if i were going through this as a student like i wouldn't be a fan of this or whatever yeah so with like with that understanding then i kind of want to like flip that original question too you know we're like grilling I wanna... you, jenny we're grilling you <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an interrogation now but um i mean i'll give my perspective also i mean i'm not in the position that jenny's in obviously where she's able to gain that understanding but like well for the question it's more like how do your days feel now going through that with you know with the with the kids versus being a part of that you know wait can you yeah, yeah you I'll, I'll, rephrase I'll, I'll rephrase for sure so like how i said you know how it was with your view on the adults back then when you were in school versus now like how you <laughs> gained that respect how like how is it now from being a part of that group you know like transitioning you know learning growing and stuff versus to you seeing it you know second person i think honestly like i love working in the school setting because the kids like they're so inspiring like like i'm inspired by the things they do like they're doing such amazing things and like i'm just like in awe like wow like i'm just so proud of them and like the one thing that i want to do is like help them reach their goals like whatever it is that they want to do so like for me like like i just like i'm so proud like i love like there's not a day where i dread coming into work where i'm like oh, like i have to like see these kids again i'm like no like i every day is the same it's really fun they're so funny so like i just they're, they're great they're great kids that's amazing you're one of the good ones yeah for sure I have one, like, for me, like, at least on the topic of education, this will be my last one, but I feel like it's a pretty important one. Where do you see the system as a whole heading? Do you, do you feel like, not just authoritative, but, you know, education-wise and positive reinforcement, would you say everything as a whole is on the incline or on the decline? I think... I think it's on the incline, but there's a lot of, like, hurdles that we need to overcome first before we can actually get to that point, especially with COVID. I feel like COVID set us, like, way back. Like, like we have to, like, redo whatever we lost from COVID and then go from there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's definitely, like, um, better than it was, like, when we were students. I feel like, like we got in trouble for, like, reasons that I don't think we should have gotten in trouble for. So, like, now that I work in a school, like, I'm... I try not to, like, punish the kids for doing, like, things that I don't think you should get. Like, just, like, you know, stupid, like, things that, like, 
I don't know. You know, like, I think she'll get in trouble. If, like farting too loud or something? <laughs> yeah, like, you did something bad, you know? Whatever. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good better. take. I like that. You know, because from an initial standpoint, like when I told you, you know, my grandpa was saying, like, oh, it's a, like a lawless town and everything, I think perspective is extremely important, yeah. you know, because sure, there's probably people out there that are like, you know what, I don't care anymore, just let them do whatever they want. But on the yeah. other hand, it's why punish somebody for something that we didn't want to get punished for? Like, instead of recreating all that, Let's build on it. Let's find ways we can make it better. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And I got to sure. tell you. Yeah, and like, you know, like, um, what was I going to say? I think it's, and I can't speak for all schools because every school, and I know like a lot of school systems in like other districts and other like parts of the country are really bad. So like we, we got really lucky where we're at here. That's amazing. You know, we were just talking about, because Edward has two daughters. Um, and as you know, I, I have a son now, and I'm a little further away from even thinking about putting him into school, but he, he's getting to that point. And, I mean, things are a little concerning now. I mean, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, well, school shootings and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But besides that, as a parent, it's very nerve-wracking, you know, to even think of the idea that you're going to put your kid in a setting that's not in your house. You know, there's other people that are going to be influencing uh, you know them and it, it's it's a very it's a very scary thing but you know if there's more people like you that are there because you enjoy it you know you love watching the development of these kids you, you love watching them learn and grow I think more people need to think like you mm-hmm. that is very fair and um I don't know I think also being a parent and putting your kid into school it's also very like a, it's almost like a trust fall really really yeah because you you're raising this child from zero knowledge on the world you know they know absolutely nothing besides the first couple seconds they realize like oh i can see now yeah yeah you know so it's like i think a lot of parents have the issue of like developing their child all this way shaping them to be the best person they can be and then being tossed with a mixing of other people with different ideas of like um like in school you know like obviously you start off with fucking colors and abcs but then you get into like middle school and high school and there's been like when you philosophy know, is integrated yeah like then because like there's been videos of like you know teachers who are trying to educate kids on things that aren't you know in the you know academic range like it's not history it's not it's an it's personal I know what you're belief. talking about it's a very hot topic you know cert, certain you know we're trying to remain neutral as possible there's certain people out there and it's the minority for sure like it's yeah, there's the not people a lot that get covered on it's not like it's every teacher in every school i mean there's many schools that don't even you know fit that category whatsoever but there's certain teachers that like to push their personal agenda, whether it personal be, beliefs on people. Yeah, whether it, whether it be LGBTQ or whether it be gun control or climate change. You know, it's just certain things that aren't in the curriculum that are being pushed through the cracks. It's yeah. very concerning. Yeah, I think that is probably like the one thing. But other than that, I mean, like you stated, like you know, with with what Jenny's thinking and her mindset, if we can get a generation of people who all think not all think of course have different perspectives and you know goals and you know thoughts 
but like with that same goal in mind of like wanting to actually better the youth going forward develop that uh, them as a person not as an idea yeah yeah i think that and that kind of leads into what jenny said with like the whole incline like i think that also apart from like having to readjust to that whole like you know social distancing and everything especially when schools were always so compact oh yeah i mean germs are a part of school that's literally <laughs> like what can you really do about that you know but like now you got teachers who are coming in with different perspectives and you know better um better goals in mind to where you feel comfortable with kids going to school to learn because a lot of parents nowadays kind of consider school as like a daycare that's unfortunate there's certainly a reluctancy yeah like a, a, you know not not all of them obviously but like there is people out there who like oh yes my kid's going to school so now i can go to work but that, i mean that's kind of an it's unfortunate because it leads back to the whole fucking um it's it's full circle man because you know you have to work to survive you have to work to keep your family afloat and have a house now i mean the recession and everything we could talk about that in, in a minute but you know it kind of comes full circle so it's like you kind of have to have the best of both worlds you know yeah you need the time to work and make a living for your family but at the yeah. same time you don't want to just drop your kid off at a place where they're not going to learn anything and it's going to yeah. be productive it's it's so it's very it's a very scary thing yeah but well i'll tell you what jenny we really appreciate you, you coming on the podcast i mean your insight on the all the topics that we discussed was very informative and bottom line i really hope that other teachers can benefit from your ideology i think it's very beneficial thank you so much for having me over yeah it was it was great having you on the pod hopefully we can get you on again soon um see if we do a live one yeah we can do a live one and you know we could stray away from education and yeah, talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can definitely explore other topics we still got to get uh we still got to get maced yeah, yeah. So, so for those listening, we <laughs> Edward and I actually made an agreement with Jenny that we're gonna make a video because my girl has one of those like dollar store or Amazon <laughs> pepper sprays, and we're gonna test it out and see how effective it really is. So that's still on the books, Jenny. Yes. Are uh, for sure. Well, hey, we appreciate you having a. Uh, we appreciate uh, having you on. We appreciate you taking your time uh, and talking with us. Like we said, hopefully we can get you on again soon. But uh, we don't want to hold you up too much. Um, but yeah, just, you know, we appreciate having you on. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, Jenny. Talk soon. All right. Take care, y'all. I feel like that was the most educational bit we've had. I mean, not just on the topic of education, but that's the most educational bit we've had on this podcast thus far. Yeah, that was, that is definitely a informative one. I, I like the direction we're going because... Like, don't get me wrong, this podcast is still all about two best friends talking about, you know, various topics, whether it be ed informative, educational, utter nonsense, you know. We're still the same old boys, but I, I like the direction we're moving in, you know. For sure. But with that being said, guys, I'm gonna take, we're going to take a quick little intermission. We'll be back in a couple of seconds. And we're back. Man, that was one hell of a piss per usual. I'm oh, telling you, it's like... The amount of times I've pissed on this podcast alone, I can fill a small lake. Oh, for sure. I feel like the amount... It is very weird. The amount of times where, like, 
Alright guys, we're gonna go take a quick piss break. It's like, eh, we probably shouldn't drink as much. You seen that episode of South Park where they're like in that um, that water park and it's all piss and then it gets overflowed with piss and then kind of has to <laughs> dive into like 80 meters of piss? I feel like that's kind of our... That's our trajectory. Yeah, we're, we're on that track. That's where we're leading. But with, um, with a quick, with a nice little pivot, I think it's, you know, after conversating with you so much and like, um... You know, all, over all these episodes, I'm kind of, you know, and I, we listen back. I've really noticed that, like, because we've been friends for around, what, like a year and a half? Give or take, yeah. Since I've met you, your characteristics are, like, bouncing onto me. And vice versa. I mean, we definitely pick up each other's traits. You know what I mean? Because, like, for context, Mike is, like... If you throw him in a, um, what group was Justin Timberlake in? <laughs> what was it like? Uh, I'm probably gonna fuck this up, like NSYNC or something. Yeah, yeah, like NSYNC. You know, you throw Mike in an NSYNC concert and you'll lose him. <laughs> yeah, I get lost. I'll probably be on stage. You wouldn't even know it's me. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, you put me in that same concert and it's like, oh, there's Edward. You know, you know. Spy a mile away. Yeah, I feel like I'm slowly becoming. Part of that NSYNC group. Weren't we just talking about that, too? When I... Because I told you... I, I don't remember if it was on the air or not, but I, I said JT, and you're like, who the fuck is JT? I was like, Justin... <laughs> yeah, dude! That was so weird! He was like... He was like, yeah, dude, I'm listening to this new JT. And I was... I... Like, me, I thought it was a rapper. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was like, oh, bro, who's that? You're oh, like... Was it like J. Cole's cousin or something? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, who's that? And you're like... Bro, Justin Timberlake. I was like, oh, no. Come on, you can't tell me that you don't rock with Justin Timberlake. I was Timberlake. like, dude, that's the friends with benefit guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, no, dude, that's the dude. I don't even know, bro. Like, I think he has one song that I, like, can, like, sit through. And I don't even know the name. Dude, I can name, like, ten offhand. Name two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Crimea River, Sexy Back, uh... Mirrors. What's another good one? Oh, well, I was just listening to one today. Like they're, they're all oldies. I mean, I don't. To my knowledge, he's not really coming out with new shit. No, he's just chilling. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you're gonna call me such a dweeb, man. But the most recent thing I've seen him in is a Mr. Beast video. A Mr. Beast video? Yeah. What the? You see, bro? He's just. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I think they were doing like um. Because chilling, I keep up with Mr. B. Because like it's cool, you know. Like he does all these crazy things, and it's real. Like this this recent video that he put out was he was comparing like the cheapest house you could find, which is like some ranky ass shack off of a river that's not even like it's like a shoebox. Yeah, literally <laughs> bought it for a dollar, yeah. and then it went up to a hundred million dollar mansion that's not even on the market. Yeah. You know, it's just that expensive. And they got Mark Cuban in the episode. They got Justin Timberlake in the episode. And he was just, like, kind of awkward the whole time. Like, he was out of place. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I like what Mr. Beast is doing. But the the videos, for me, they're very, like... They're, you can tell he's directing his audience to, like, kids. I feel like it's it's kind of leaning... Like, teens. Yeah. I feel like it started off with, like preteens and it's almost like he's he's getting older he's getting yeah he's getting <laughs> older and he's you know building his audience for sure but yeah i think the point behind that is like he wants people of all ages to see his videos you know because like you like me 
I'm mid twenties. There's probably people out there in their forties and fifties that you know visit his philanthropy channel and see all the great things he's doing. But that's what I mean. That's cool. But like when he does those videos, like I like Mr. Beast. I like what he's about and like, I like what he does. Mm -hmm. But the videos themselves, like the giveaways. Like, I'll watch a clip or two, you know, like if it's on my IG or something, and it's like, Mr. Beast gives, you know, homeless dude $10,000, you know, or some shit like that. You're too good to watch Mr. Beast crash a train into a hole? Like, no, yeah, what is that? He did that. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, what is bro doing? He drove a train into a giant hole. A real train. A giant hole? Like a train. Like a tunnel? No, like a hole, like in the ground. Like so, the train is like level with the ground and driving on a track. It's like a whole train engine. Okay. And they dug out this like hundred foot deep hole that was like I think it was like a hundred by a hundred. Seriously, it was something. To see crazy. if it like crumpled up. Yeah, and they just drove a fucking train down into the hole. Like you're telling me that you're too good for that? Because they're like, oh, sus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I look nah. like that guy's an imposter. Yeah, I got work. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got work. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, because then, like, you watch him on, like, a podcast or, like, you watch him on his own time. Oh, he's not the same person. No, bro. He's, like, his age. Bro's, like, an adult who's, like, chilling, knowing he's making all this money. I just, like, he's, he gives me blippy vibes. Blippy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, for people who don't know, Blippy is this guy. He's you know Miss Rachel? No. Bruh. Okay, that's how you, you'll get there. Okay. Miss Rachel and Blippy are two grown adults who make videos for like babies and little kids. So okay. they're like these characters and they're like walking all silly, dancing around, you know. Oh, I know what you're in talking public, about. In public and shit. I see what you mean connecting it to those types of videos. Because it's like then you see them in an outside setting and you can't see them as anything else. Right. I mean, you have to understand, though, like, the, uh, I well, think his name is actually though. Jimmy. Like, it is, yeah. It's Jimmy. Yeah, right? So Jimmy. This guy actually has, like, a hundred-plus employees that work for him. He manages all of them. It's crazy. He is, he is a... He makes yeah. the video ideas himself. Yeah, like, he doesn't... He, he, has, he has... He's a part of every video. Well, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's the star of every video. He's starring in it. He's designing it. He's crazy. hiring people to make these things happen. I mean, like... What's the really crazy one? Like, there was this one where he bought an island. Like, a legit island. I think I've seen that one. And gave it away. Like, yeah. do you have any idea how much time and effort it must take to find an island? Buy it. Buy it. Prepare it so it's video-worthy, so it's not, like, an overgrown mess. Like, this is yeah. all stuff that he manages on his own. <laughs> That's crazy. I wouldn't be all hunky-dory on my off time if I was him either. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of, like... Like I'm saying, like the shit he does is dope. I'll watch a clip or two about it. I just don't know if I can sit through a whole video of someone who I've seen in a different perspective act kind of okay. like a yeah. certain way. I see what you mean by there. You know, like if if Mr. Beast or whatever, you know, if he acted the way he acted in a normal podcast, day to day lives, mm -hmm. still doing what he did, that would be cool to me. That would appeal to me. I'd be like, oh, dude, look at this fucking dude just talking about, oh, I'm gonna give this guy a fucking island for no reason. Like right. I'll be like, sick. <laughs> I'm like dope But if he's like I'm giving away An island To the last person Who can leave I was like So it's the fucking That gets you Yeah bro He has to have fucking in there It's fucking <laughs> so, That's so, an essential So like If you're If you're offered The opportunity And he's like I'm gonna give you An island If you're the last one In the circle You're like nah But you're like I'm gonna give you A fucking island I'm If like, you're the last Fucking person In the circle I'm You're like, like hell yeah I'm like bet Watch me 
No, I mean, if he offered that to me, bro, like, he can fucking give it to me in Braille. I, I'll be like, sure. Like, I'm down, bro. What the fuck? It's an island. But I'm saying, like, if I'm watching. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see both sides. Bitch ass. <laughs> but then we're canceled. <laughs> but, like I was saying earlier, because we pivoted like a motherfucker started talking about Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I was talking about, like. How we influence each other. Yeah, like how. Mannerisms, how we talk to each other. Yeah, because, like. After I've met you, you know, we, we kick it consistently probably every weekend for like the past year. At least every weekend. There's times we hang out like three, four <laughs> times a week. Yeah, dude. Pick a boyfriend, girlfriend. For real, bro. Dude, I'll catch myself like, like saying like, you know, silly ass shit. Like, I'll be like, be like uh, I don't know, bro. Like, like what white people say, I guess. What white people say. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, I, man, the jig is up. Yeah, <laughs> hold it right there. Yes. Hey, stop! Some shit like that, halt. you know? Yeah, halt! Like, man, like, just the way that I talk, I guess, in, not in general, but like certain phrases. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I know, I guess it's common, but you don't hear a lot of people say it. I'll be like, hi, good afternoon. Like, that's hello, white bro. I think that's a really, <laughs> really good point to put out there because, like, when you start hanging out with somebody, whether it's a friend or a coworker or constituent, whatever you want to call it, when you're a part of somebody's life for a certain amount of time, you absolutely pick up on their characteristics. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, just to name one, you know, where it's like, you know, you'd always say like, "What's crackalackin'?" Me? I never, yeah. I would never say "What's yes, crackalackin'." When we first met, you'd always be like, "What's crackalackin', bro?" You know, I never found myself. Oh, what's what's crackalackin' home slice? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I found myself like you'd call and be like, "What's crackalackin', man?" Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I used to say that shit almost like. I don't know if it started off as a joke, but it stuck with me for so long. I'd always be like, "What's crackalackin' home slice?" You know what I've been saying for the longest time? Word. Word. I've been saying that since (laughs) I was like 16 years old. Yeah, word. Dude, next time we get Jenny back on, she'll attest to that. Yeah, word. Every time she says something funny, I'm like, "Oh, word." Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Shit like that. Like, and it's just funny because, like, certain, like you said, like, certain things get, like, damn near transferred out of habit and out of, like, you know, like, it started off when you would offer me, like, a beer. I'd be like, oh, I'm cool, bro. Then it was almost like, you're asking me, like, three times. You're like, yo, bro, you want a beer? I'm like, nah. After the fourth, I'm just like, okay, you know, I can't keep saying no. I'm like, fuck it, I'll take one. It's I didn't to the mean point. to do it. I'm, I'm just such an alcoholic. <laughs> like, being an alcoholic and semi-generous is yeah. not a good mix. No, Because sure. it comes off as peer pressure. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, I want to get you drunk or anything. It's just yeah. like, you know, I'm being social. You know, if I'm drinking a beer, like, if I'm sitting here, which we're doing, I'm yeah. drinking a beer right now and you're not, there's not one in your hand. Yeah. I almost, like, feel bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel, oh, because you feel like. I feel like you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said missing out. Nah, I feel that though. Like it went from that to like now it's like, oh bro, you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, and you'll take one and like for, it, it for was, my benefit, you'll yeah. like sip on it, yeah. you know. But like, like most of the time that we're talking, it'll you. I'll take a few drinks and then I'll, you'll see that I always said it like I said it down. Yeah. Like, it, like, I look over at you, you're consistently holding it. Like, I, I, you put I it down, you're your finger marks better. on it. You know? No, not even that. It's just over time also. It was like, you tell me you want a beer, I tell you, yeah, I'm down. Versus back in the day, you would ask me, I'm telling you, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, not right now. Then, 
it's almost like like I'm telling you like a like a ritual almost 100% you're like you want a beer yeah and the same thing <laughs> with like with uh, with weed now because when we first met oh dude well, that you first were away day, from that yeah first day <laughs> we met when we had that blunt man that was like if yeah. I'm putting it on a real scale I think that's the second highest I've been in my entire life off of just a few puffs of that blunt dude we I think we were I, I was trying to smoke another another one yeah you're like let's light up another one and then go play basketball <laughs> Like, how about no to that point? Let's go play basketball. I didn't even make it to the court, dude. No, dude, you stood up, and I think you got extra high when you hit the ground. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, we opened the door, and I you hop out. out. <laughs> yeah, and you were just like, yo, bro, I think I'm a, I think I'm a dip. We, I got to reschedule on the basketball. Dude, I didn't even want you to drive me home. Like, cause You feel bad. To be fair, we were only, like, a couple blocks away. I was like, all right, I'm going to go home, bro. You're like, let me drive you. You know, it's no big deal. We're right here. Yeah, like, no, it's okay, man. And that's that's the thing, man. Like when I get really, you know, with with booze it's different because I've been doing it my whole life. But with weed, it's like I almost get like too conscious, you know. For sure, I get in other people's heads. Like I try to get in other people's heads. You know, it's like, well, I you feel try bad to think making this. You know, it's like, well, that's not really cool of me to ask you to drive me home. It's out of your way and stuff. And you you're over here like, dude, it's a block away, and we're in our car. <laughs> I'm like, we're already sitting in here. Right. I was like, let me just turn the car on and proceed to drive. And over time, it gets better. Like, now I'm like, all right. Like, when we got in the car to head over to the, the parking lot, I was like, all right, go here, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, bro, let's move. Let's go to this one. You're like, ah, uh, hello to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's bounce. No, I definitely I definitely feel that. But, um, like, it's just crazy to be able to see that, like, transition. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool as shit, though. Yeah, I'm telling you, because when I first met you, dude, you were always just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Like, you were always so fucking apologetic. That was mostly the weed talking. I was always telling you, I'm like, "Bro, it's cool." You know, you're always saying sorry, bro. Now it's now it's like we're just it. chilling. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> whoops. He's like, "Dude, I'm too fucked up." It used to be like, "Oh, dude, I'm sorry, I'm pretty lit." Now it's just like, "Dude, I'm fucking geeking." <laughs> I don't even want to sound like an asshole for saying this, but like to give a perfect comparison of what you just said uh, about me being so apologetic prior. I remember that I don't know if it was the first day or the the second time we hung out when we were going up to your apartment and we you know we were drinking beer. <laughs> it was the second time. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. And I spilled it out like in your lobby. I spilled some beer and I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like it's like do you have paper towels or something? And you're like, dude, it's fine. Like don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm like it's outside. I don't pay for that part of the apartment. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was so apologetic and like I did, I cleaned it up anyways. Really. Yeah, dude, too. you kept asking me for paper towels and I was like, it's okay. And you kept asking me. I was like, okay, dude, here you go. And then like a month ago, I don't even know if it was that long, but it was probably like around a month ago. Yeah. I spilled a beer like on the side of your car. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're just a like sour monkey. Yeah, you're like damn. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, dude, you spilled it all. All of a sudden, I was like, shit, did I do that? Yeah, you're like, damn, you. That really that's, sucks. That's fucked up. Oh, <laughs> like, and I didn't even notice because I was just like driving one day, and I look over, I'm like, that shit. I'm like, since when did I get a new decal on the inside of my car? I'm like, I didn't, I don't remember putting fucking cheetah spots all over this side. It's just a bunch of like little black dots all over. I'm like, this guy. You created a monster, man. Yeah, I was like, this guy. I was like, hell no. But that's that's definitely cool, bro, that you can see that, like, transition between, like, you're comfortable with that, like, a person. Absolutely. Yeah, we're getting all cutesy and shit. Are we going to kiss her? Hell no. But, um, what else were we, uh, we had brought up that, 
Oh, prior we talked about it's a very huge pivot. But just to close out, I want to talk about like when you park up somewhere and you're like eating your lunch, you're just chilling, you know, doing your thing and you find the most like perfect spot away from people, you know, just chilling, doing your thing, eating and someone decides to pull up right in front of you every time like clockwork dude that shit is and i bring this up because the other day i was trying to have lunch um after work i was just chilling and i park up in a like a taco bell parking lot kind of like away from people i'm just like i'm gonna eat real quick dude someone decides to park right in front of me in a truck too dude are we talking like a lift kit, like Ford F one fifty? I wouldn't say lift kit, but I would just say like a nah, like a standard F one fifty. But I have a low car, like you're in my car. It's a nice car, but it's a hatchback. It's low. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I can see that he can fucking see me grubbing the fuck out, and he does. It's almost like he's looking down at you. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like at this point, it's like, dude, you're just missing a fucking spotlight over here. I'm like, god damn. So I had to kind of put like. Like the like the drop of shame. Like I have the burrito in my hand, and I gotta slowly like put it down, pretend like I'm not fucking eating over here. Do you start like like you have a mouthful of food, and you notice that somebody's looking at you? Do you like do you stop chewing, or do you just start chewing so slow to where it's like barely noticeable that you're eating? I pr- I, it, I make it look like it's I'm chewing gum. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that does not look like you're chewing. <laughs> you look like a camel. <laughs> You know, well, I got a fucking mouthful of food. You know, I just, I just drink full of nothing right now. Just, oh hell no, bro. Hell no. I had to give a visual uh, representation for the people who didn't see. I mean, I appreciate the exaggeration for for my benefit. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to make the noises and everything, dude. You look like a giraffe eating like half a tree. That's very valid. I mean, I, I feel like that's like the representation. I definitely did. I feel like. It would more be like a slow chew, like a... Yeah, like you got a mouthful of hubba bubba. Yeah, yeah, some shit like that. Or a big league chew. Then I, yeah, like big league chew, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's always, for some reason, when you find the most vacant area, that someone decides to always either pull in right next to you, and it's always on your fucking driver's side that they, like... It's either the driver's side or directly in front of you. Yeah, that's the other... And there's no in-between. Mm-hmm. And they always take those extra seconds to get out of their car. Like, they're staring you down, slowly gathering their stuff, which is just an iPhone and maybe a cup. Yeah, nobody's on a mission. It's not like, okay, I'm running an errand, I happen to park in front of this guy, I'm going <laughs> to park up, I'm out. No, it's like, I'm going to sit here for a second, maybe watch what he's doing a little bit. <laughs> Stare at him a little bit. Yeah, gaze into his eyes. What is he doing? Like, what is that guy up to? It's <laughs> like he's eating, but I better stick around and make sure. Yeah, I was like, let me see him just fucking gobble that burrito real quick for proof. Oh, he did not get extra green salsa. Yeah, like, do you ever do that where you slowly put your food down? I do, like, <laughs> because, you know, when I was in boot camp, one of the things they teach you, <clears throat> well, more like cram down your throat, no pun intended, Face ass. is to be confident about eating. Because, like, the rule there is you have to eat quick. Yeah. Especially if you're the guide. Like, for, for all those unfamiliar when you're in boot camp, there's certain positions you hold even when you're a recruit. Um, there's a regular recruit, and then there's squad leaders who are in charge of certain squads in your platoon, and then there's the guide who's in charge of all the recruits, and then following him is your kill hats, and then your senior drill instructor. But 
you know, the guide would always eat last. So the guide would have, like, 30 seconds to eat a whole meal, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. But even us, like, it really depended on what platoon got to the chow hole first. You'd have a certain amount of time to eat. Yeah. They even tell you, skip the fork, man. Like, like, that's that's rule number one. Like, yeah. like recruit knowledge 101. If you take a fork, you're not doing it right. You take a spoon and you shovel that shit in your mouth. Yeah. Like, I remember getting home from my first meal outside of boot camp. My grandma makes me a hot plate, and I finished it before she made hers. Yeah. You know? So, but even with all that, it's so different. Like, when you're alone and you're eating and some stranger just pulls up on you and is staring you down, it's like, what are you supposed to do? It's almost weird. Like, I don't feel no kind of way. Like, by no means am I a shy eater. Like, I'll eat, bro. It's like, I'm doing a daily function to fucking live another day. Right. Like, what do you want from me? But it's like, something about... It's almost like de- like a dehumanizing. Like someone pulls up right in front of me and decides to look at me while I'm mid-bite. It's never like I'm finishing or like I'm barely starting. It's always like I'm halfway through my meal. I'm invested in my video at this point because I know nobody's bothering me. And there's just this fucking person in a car. You just see headlights and you, you see a person looking at you while they're parking. They catch you with that nacho sauce dripping down your beard. You know, you know, bits of fucking bits of tortillas stuck in my mustache. I'm just like over here walling out, dude. It's almost like I'm telling you, it's weird. Like it, it makes you uncomfortable. Fucking very uncomfortable for no reason. Like you're in your car minding your business. Now you're slowly putting your fucking food down, like focusing on your video. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when you talk about it from an outside perspective. I agree with you. It sounds weird. Like, it's not something that people would normally think about. Yeah. But when you're in that moment and there's just some random guy in his car staring <laughs> you down like you're doing something wrong, it's like, yeah. shit, am I doing something wrong? Dude, that's Should weird. I not be eating? Yeah. Have you ever gotten stopped in a place for eating there? Like, by cops? Yeah. No. Dude, I remember one time um, in Oregon, we went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, they have a parking garage. So, it was like... They closed at 12, it was probably like 1.30 or 2, because me and my friends were just chilling there, and we still had food, so we were eating there, right? Dude, we were all, like, invested, like, I'm telling you, like, we were eating, bro, like, we all had, we were all iPad kids, we all had, like, our phones out and shit, we were just chilling, eating, and a fucking cop, oh, like, knocks on my window with this fucking flashlight, you know, I'm like, I got my fucking food right here, my, I'm sitting like a girl, legs crossed, like, a, as a table, I got my fucking video on my steering wheel. So vulnerable. I'm, fu- dude, I'm over here fucking crisscross applesauce in my seat, and you come here <laughs> knocking on my shit, and it's just such a weird feeling, he was just like, hey man, like, you guys can't be here, and now, he's waiting for me to pack up so we can leave, so now I'm like, alright guys, fucking putting my food different places, fucking, you know, I'm grabbing my drinks, I'm moving my phone doing all this shit all these extra chores just because i can't eat in a spot that's also very weird for me like having a fucking being moved from somewhere for literally just minding your business yeah i've been there we've been there yeah we've both been there (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a story for a different time for sure for sure but i've definitely been caught with my pants but i think with that being said guys i think it's time to wrap it up i feel like we've made our time but I feel yo, like we trailed off from educational to like hysterical and as soon as, as, as soon as that phone call ended, it was back to the norm. It was back to the norm. But I feel like we did better this time. I feel I feel like we're really climbing up. And I want to make a statement here. This was a good part. Yeah, uh, you know, we're still like I said before, we're still our old selves, and we're gonna try to be, you know, a little more un- unhinged than your typical podcaster, just for the sake of, you know, <sighs> rawness rawness and yeah, being able you know. to connect because it's like 
we want to be real. Yeah, you yeah. Know? This isn't, you know, we don't want to sugarcoat anything. We don't want to be, we don't want to monetize our own stuff. We don't want to, like, you know, we want to bring the sense of realness. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, it is just both of us just chilling, literally just smoking and drinking. But we're getting better. You know, I feel like we're going to get the shit on lock really quick. And we're just going to continue to bring better and better content. With each episode, you're going to see our progression. But, 100%. You know, with that being said, thanks everybody for tuning in for another great episode of Letting, Letting It Flow. flow. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll get that down. But, hey guys, again, thank you guys all for listening. We hope you guys tune in to the next pod. Um, if you're hearing this, we appreciate all our listeners. Even those two minutes, you know, they, they mean the world to us. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. With that being said, sometimes he's got to keep letting, letting it flow. flow. Yep. Peace out. Ciao.